Welcome to the First Do Bow Hunter Podcast, brought to you by Tool City Outdoors. Hey everyone, welcome back to the First Do Bow Hunter Podcast, coming to you on the Big Buck Tour 2020 from Kentucky. Uh, last episode, we talked about our first couple of days in, uh, what we saw, what was going on. Um, now we're kind of getting into day three. Um, it's day four for us here in Kentucky, but I think we're going to actually talk about day three. We had a lot of different stuff going on. We got in the woods quite a bit. Um, just here with the same group. We got Andrew, Tyler, Jim, and myself. Um, so, yeah, where do you want to kick it off? I guess first thing, we went and we hunted the morning yesterday. Um, got in there early. What we thought was early, there was still already people there oh God, yeah. heading back. I mean, we had to contend with quite a few people throughout. Well, we had to wake a sleeping bear. We well, were a little later than we wanted. Yeah. Oh, only by 10 minutes. <laughs> no, it took you 10 minutes to get up. Well, that puts us 10 minutes behind. And then you had to decide if you needed to use the restroom. Listen, when you're as ugly as a mud fence, you need some sleep, all right? <laughs> a little bit of beauty sleep. He's got a point. Hey, he does have a point, but... Uh, <clears throat> We knew that was going to be our, our problem spot with the whole trip is Tyler's love for sleep mm-hmm. and the inability to wake up. And soup sandwiches, as he called it. Yeah. Soup sandwich. Things have been rough for you, man. Wheezy. <laughs> Wheezy. <laughs> Young Weezer. Yeah, after uh, hearing Tyler wake up every morning, every time he moves, it sounds like a grizzly bear going into hibernation. Um, moves around like a warthog digging in the mud. <laughs> like a bull out <laughs> in a wallow. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. Wheezy it is. <laughs> if we get nothing else out of this trip, he's got a new nickname I'm going to call him from here on out. Um, but so we did get up, got out there. Um, well, yesterday morning we kind of were hitting off where we'd saw some things. I went a little bit of where Jim had went the first day he had a spot kind of set up um then i moved into that area i thought i liked what was being in there and i didn't see much i had some small game hunter behind me i kept hearing a dog every once in a while bark it was when i really heard it clear is when we finally decided to get out and regroup so we were sending back and forth messages i just started getting down out of my tree and it sounded like a guy fake barking like <laughs> And so I'm looking, I'm like, okay. And I'm looking around from Jim hanging from the tree. I'm like, I don't see anybody. <laughs> like, what do we got down here? You know, I'm trying to see what's going to eat me or anything else. But uh, no, I didn't really have any success yesterday. What about you guys yesterday morning? Was there anything moving? No. No. I think we all had issues with people running into somebody else. Yeah. Which was funny because the day before, <laughs> we're driving to breakfast and there was still movement at 9.30. Yeah. 9 o'clock, 9.30. Yeah, because yeah, honestly, I think our first thought was like, ah, we'll hunt the evenings and do it that way. When we went to get breakfast that day, we didn't hunt mornings. We were kicking ourselves. Every little side of the road, up on a cliff, in a rock quarry, there is, was deer everywhere. And it was like, oh, man, we need to be out in the mornings. And then we go out yesterday and saw squat nothing. Zero. I saw yeah. the biggest squirrel I've ever seen in my entire life. I bet you that thing was a four-pounder. It was huge. <laughs> Not took down the tree it was hanging around in. Well, probably the trees that I was sitting in probably could have taken down that tree. I didn't. Uh, you know, the squirrels aren't that bad. 
most yeah. compared to Pennsylvania, the chipmunks. Yeah. There's no chipmunks found. I haven't here. seen a chipmunk at all. Yeah, right. And this, that small game hunter, I don't know what he was hunting for. He had a shotgun in one hand and a lead in the other hand, and a pip, on the other end of the lead was a pit bull. Yeah. So I have no idea what he was doing. Apparently, I was the most dangerous game. It was barking <laughs> at me. I don't know. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I was still feeling pretty good. Yesterday morning was a beautiful morning. It was beautiful. I mean, they packed in extra layers. I did. Yeah. I mean, it was. It stayed cool the whole morning, and I think that goes back to what we were talking about on the last one. I expected, and I set up where I thought the thermals were going to change, and I would be in prime area for that. And they never did. It was so thick in there. The sun's coming up at, you know, 10, 1030, and there is no thermal shift to bring it up. It's burning the dew off the grass. But inside there, not. as soon as you walk in past that field edge, it's cool. Like I said, I had very little, in our group text, I had very little sunlight peeking through on the forest floor. That's the same. I had very one little. beam that for a second hit my face, and that was, you know, when I about do the half sleep in a tree stand because it was just perfect it was cool the sun was beating down like it felt like a nice october morning you know and, um so it was nice to be out and you just, we just didn't really see anything so we came back what did we do yesterday during the day you guys slept well, for better well, uh, we had waffle house first of all we did have waffle house we had two <laughs> waffle house it was all right don't 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 talk bad on waffle house listen <laughs> i love me my waffle house I mean, it's high quality for the price. Okay, yeah. it is. It's nostalgia. If you would have left a pile of dirt in the corner there, the next time we come back to that same Waffle House, it'd probably be there. Yeah. By the way, I love Waffle House. I joke with that, but I would totally be all right with the Waffle House sponsorship. You, you guys know? drummed up to be this big nasty. Oh, I had house. I had Andrew. We do that. Cafeteria we joke, thing. just like you and know. I pulled in. I'm like. I'm not eating here. I'm not eating. Oh, I, the menu. I'm like, I'm just getting coffee and water. I'm not eating. Yeah, we were trying to joke with you, and you were all afraid you were going to get dysentery or something, like a, you know, get a little food poisoning. I just drowned it out with hot sauce. Mm -hmm. Killed it all. But no, it was uh, it was good, so it we did that. Delicious. I know. I love my Waffle House. Mm -hmm. I joke because, like, what? I think Probably it was Jim, got your Jim Gaffigan always joked about it, so that's why I do it that way. But anyways, I digress. We got some Waffle House in, and... We've been grinding. We've moved camp a couple of times. Um, a couple of snafus with the camper. Yeah, had well, a bad terminal on a battery, and so. Meanwhile, we thought we broke the camper. We're looking for the out. what the heck were we looking for? Manual uh, slide override. out override. And meanwhile, there was just a. a we walked connection. up and I'm with a ratchet on it between oh. this big you almost lost your Yeti cooler and the slide out, which will crush anybody in its way. And you touch that thing and. I was getting pinched and I jumped, whoa, whoa, whoa. I didn't hear whoa, whoa, whoa. I think I heard go, go, go. No. Let's get it in. I was sending it. Yeah. Get out of the way, Andrew. Oh, yeah, yeah, so we found the bad terminal. You're welcome. I'm, I'm going to take credit for saving the day. Haven't seen a deer, yeah. but you know. So after the Waffle the House and after our nap, we got down to business and figured out what we were going to do for the evening. <laughs> yes. <clears throat> um, and we were convinced we were going to see some deer movement. We kind of starting to learn things a little bit, seeing which way they're going. And I think we also took the thought process of everyone's going really deep. Everyone we talked to was taking these long treks in. I did. And yeah, three for two days. And I even took, you know, I didn't go as far, but you know, I walked in and did it that way. And then I think time came yesterday that we're like, there's deer sign close, and we haven't seen anyone go the opposite direction, like try to go more towards the road. And so I think that was where some of us kind of went to. 
was, let's try that. Um, I went in with Tyler in that first spot that he was. He's kind of been in the same area the last few days. And so we went there, and when we got into it, I'm like, there is no shooting lanes in this thing. You know, he's like, well, if you sit here and I sit here, I can get this little part and you get this little part. I'm like, ah. You know, I just, I didn't want to give myself limited shooting lanes, but I saw there was one branch that if I tucked it into a little V behind me would have perfect back cover, but only be about three and a half feet off the ground. <laughs> so I got into the very small pot bottle sized tree about three feet off the ground and put my stand up and pulled that back and it was perfect. I mean, the back cover was there. If I leaned back to the tree, no deer could see me. I had awesome, it was the perfect spot. The wind was blowing, you know, exactly where we wanted. It was coming out like it was what we wanted. He got up higher and was able to scan more and then he got some good shooting lanes out of it. A little, um, little bit of a soup sandwich there, trying to get my set up. I 40 just minutes put, in. Are you up yet? Well, he was up, but then he was using his lineman belt to ratchet a tree stand down. Because <laughs> he's telling me it's swaying at the top, so I thought, you know, I don't want to say give him a little smart-ass remark, but just take your lineman's belt and use your rope man to cinch it down. He was out of that tree stand quicker than I could imagine. He's like, Phew. he's got lineman belting around and yanking on him like, Working it. All right, like, goes back to just gonna send it. Brought to you by to City Outdoors, you know. And uh, and the funny part about that is, I don't like heights. Like yeah. I'm not a fan of heights. <laughs> I could definitely tell that every time you get in and out of your tree stand. It's slow going. There's some ginger movement. But going you guys on. had movement right away, didn't you? Um, we did. I did. Yeah. Um. I guess we'll hit mine first, yeah. all of our stuff, and then we'll get to the better stories. So, we're in there, what what time was that, 6.30? Uh, Not even, no, it was 5. Oh, it was after 5. I can look. We got in a stand shortly after 5. Yeah, that's right. In, in the base of trees. So anyways, we have, we're every once in a while, pocking back and forth. And no deer can see us, we're in a great spot, and all of a sudden I turn and, uh, there's a big doe in the field. And it sits at about 40 yards and it's messing around. And I have a window, but I'm not sh didn't want to shoot it. It was at 47 originally. And it started moving to my left and I had one opening probably the size of a beach ball. And 25, 30 minutes, it's eating and messing around. And I'm going back and forth with Tyler. I said, if it gets, you know, that 35 yard range and gets in that window, I'm gonna shoot it because I, I think Tyler and I both, we don't have, you know, we're not big bow hunters. We're pretty new into this. Mm -hmm. I love it, but I don't have a bunch of kills on my wall or anything, you know. So getting a deer is a win for me um, with this. And, and it knocks some of the dust off anyway. And It moved into that range, drew back. I had no idea it was there. Uh, settled in on it, like 37 yards. Look back at him and like, I'm locked, I'm good. All the nerves were gone because we've been watching it for a while and shot right underneath it. Uh, got startled, ran off, ran over to the other side of the field and just stopped and looked at us at a 25 yard broadside that wasn't quick enough to try to grab an arrow or anything. Um, 
happens to the best of us, I guess, and the worst of us. <laughs> I'm going to go with I'm the worst of us on that one. Um, so, kind of sucked, you know, didn't, not exactly how you want the trip to go, not kind of what you're anticipating, um, but, I mean, I guess that's hunting and not, you know why they call it hunting and not killing. <clears throat> so what were you in then, Jim? What did you have going on last well, night? <clears throat> well, again, I went to water. Mm-hmm. Just It's been so hot over here, so I figure, you know, go find water, you'll find a deer. So, unfortunately, any kind of water is in deep creek beds. Mm-hmm. And when I say deep, it's probably, it's a good sheer cliff down 100 yards. So I found a good bench, <clears throat> and I set up on it. Uh, I'm, I'm hunting out of a saddle, so I had to, you know, you can hunt out of basically any tree. But uh, I got in my setup, and about an hour afterwards, I could hear something in the in the creek down below. Um, kept looking, couldn't see anything. About a half hour went by, and finally this little four-point hard zone, whole four-point, came out of the bottom and... Uh, Came about 20 yards away from me. Uh, if he wouldn't have been hard bone, I, I might have took him, but <laughs> he's a neat looking little four point. And that was the uh, that was that, that was that was it for the night. And then I got a text from these guys about seven o'clock that Andrew had made a good shot on one, and so I got down to go help Andrew. Now. Andrew, I want you to take us from where you picked the spot, what your plan was. This is going to be walk us through night three in Kentucky. Well, after the Waffle House, I came back and I set this stand and sticks up enough that I figured out that what I'm doing is getting to the tree. I'm just taking too much time. It's not efficient. I'm just pissing around too much with things and trying to set up straps tighter and so I spent the two, two and a half hours you guys napped on hunt stand and set up a little farther with my sticks and stuff. And like we determined, like you were debated about hunting right off the parking lot, mm-hmm. drop right off that parking lot. So I'm like, well, maybe we'll stay close. So I was with you that first night. So I determined that I would uh, go the opposite direction everybody else was going and went into another, I guess, a little bowl where uh, Dove Field needs a food plot mm-hmm. at a drainage where Tyler and I kind of figured that they were betting um, where that guy walked in on me yesterday. Yeah. So, walked in and I wanted to get into the creek to catch him between betting and food. I went in about 10 feet and it was just unbearable. Mm-hmm. I could not get through it. So I backed out, worked the field edge, and uh, set up, I guess that would be the northwest corner, the west corner of the field. And I figured that the west will be shaded first. So I set up so I could shoot that bottom corner. And uh, bumped up in the stand and I realized that the sticks and stuff that I have is not going to be enough to get me up where I need to. Mm-hmm. So I uh, did a little MacGyvering and got up there and 
couple of bigger steps than I would have liked to do to get up into the stand and got a little motion sick as the wind was switching and the tree was swaying and I had movement right away within 20 minutes of being in a stand that buck came out really crazed for a little while he trotted off and uh, an hour later the bugs were getting bad so I reached into the bag and my pack and grabbed my thermocell just putting in another butane zipped the pack up a little quicker than I probably should have and I'm facing the tree and I hear a deer blow crap I look right start looking left into the woods and I'm looking like between my armpit and my thigh mm -hmm. in the tree and I look down and there's a, a deer at the base of my tree sniffing the bungee cord I left from my pack sniffing my bottom stick my little eater <laughs> and my bottom stick yeah. I look at him and he's got no idea I'm there he's just sniffing and he licked it and was like the heck <laughs> just he was there for three other, or four right? minutes I got a little video of him on my phone and I never even I heard him one time when he landed after he jumped over the creek they are like little ninjas <laughs> He was, I think that was the same buck Tyler was seeing, the little guy. And, okay, cool. So I told you guys that um, that buck is gone, and he said shoot him, and talked myself in and out of it about five times. And so that, and then a doe came out. Uh, I think this is six o'clock, six thirty. The doe come out, and she was out for feeding way to me and she worked she was at like 35 40 yards turn around and look back down the field edge into the shaded area and there he's standing looking at her he comes bounding out and not chasing her just like oh i'm coming with you he fed out there for a while and she fed closer and closer trying to like watch him watch her i'm already standing up my release is on I didn't have hold on because I needed to use binos and rangefinder and check things and I picked the binos up, set them on my top limb to try to kind of hold them steady. I will shake a little bit, obviously, but and she saw me set them down or pick them up, and she's looking at me up. I don't think she knew what quite was going on, but she knew something was something. Right. What are you doing? Yeah. But. Um, she put her head back down and shook her head and they were tails going, feet going, ears going, flies were all over her. She was covered in giant flies yeah. over her face. So the buck fed to my left towards the finger where it comes between the one little dove shooting field and the plot. And she randomly bounds off. just. Three jumps and she's out of the field. Well, now or never, range him and he takes five bounds and he's at 32. Give him a quick range, slide the single pin up, set it at 34-ish, give or take right under my 35-yard mark. Drew back and good anchor. It was difficult because my tree stand was facing like the corner and he was off to what about my. 10 or 11 o'clock mm -hmm. so I had to obviously you can't see it on the, the podcast here but kind of step out to the edge of the stand squat just a little bit and twist 
and bend at the hips. And the, I anchored and it felt good. Sent, put the nose button on my nose that really consistent. I, I loved it. And we had been shooting out at 35, 40 yards and I was not as consistent as I would have liked to, but I felt relatively okay with 30, 32 yards. It seems so much further though. Mm, He's out yeah, there like mm -hmm. a target and a deer. It's like, and this deer. See, for really me, big. honestly, it was opposite. Like that deer felt like it was super close. Really? Yeah. Oh no. Like really, I don't know if it's because I used to use a small bag target or what it is, but that deer seemed close. Like I would have, man. Yeah. Yeah. I sent it. Watched the red. Uh, the knock, the light up knock blow his front right shoulder out and wham I lost the arrow I don't know where it, I, obviously I have it back but I didn't see where it landed I knew right where he was standing by a little tuft of grass he bounded off holding his front shoulder up starting to do the chin duck, ducking his chin like oh he's going to pile up right in the edge of the field he jumped once and I didn't hear him and I thought I heard a crash right in the field and I watched where he went in last and obviously everything everybody knows watch where he went in and so I hung the bow up tried to put my release back on do it shaking <laughs> dropped it ting off the stand ting off the bottom stick <laughs> so I jump right down because I don't want to lose that yeah get that and then uh, I screw back up the tree and pack everything up and sneak out way out around the field and come down the road and Waited for you guys. I didn't. You guys have got. To, I got to the truck, and you guys had said that you were on a deer. You had hit one, and okay, well, pretty sure mine's down. So I'm gonna give you a hand. And Jim met me there, and that's uh, it was pretty freaking cool. So tell everyone what you ended up getting, what you pulled back on, um, where you hit it. You know what happened up to the point of us coming up to recover or anything. It was really unusual to be like debating about shooting a four point. Yeah. <laughs> because in Pennsylvania there's an antler restriction and you can't shoot that. Yeah. And I told myself before this trip, you guys I talked to at work and you guys like I'm drawing the line at a four point. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm thinking to myself, am I drawing a line like I'm not going to shoot it? Am I, I want something a little bigger or I will always shoot a four point and nothing smaller. Yeah. So it was <laughs> Do or die, he's going to get ready to go off. So I just, he's a four-point uh, full velvet. The full velvet parts. Yeah, cool. I mean that's that's yeah that's the whole reason for this trip really was. Yeah, be, we're yeah. never going to shoot a velvet buck in PA unless it's got some sort of abnormality. Yeah, you know, and so we were coming down here trying to get. I don't know anyone that's got a velvet buck on their wall of any size, and so it was wanting that for that fact you know what i mean that's yeah. kind of what we wanted um and i think all of us I, we even talked about it before i had that four point four corn is like my what it was gonna be you know still something that yeah okay maybe it's not what i shoot in pa but if i'm making this trip i would shoot it here no, that's uh, what i thought to myself too like if i wouldn't shoot it in pa i'm not going to shoot it here but i can't shoot that there in PA. right yeah right. and i drove five and a half hours spent 330 yeah. bucks on a well and the same thing tag with, Jim was saying where he passed that four point that was hard horn. If it was hard horn, I, I never would have nope. drawn back on it. I don't think you ever would have drawn back on no. it. No, you know, but Bo wouldn't even came out of the tree if it was hard horn. Yeah, but seeing it be velvet, it's like perfect. Not even like a cool. nick. Yeah, yeah, and you know we've been talking about how hot it's been over here, and 
I'm sure everybody's thinking, well, why would you go over to Kentucky this early over this early in the year? And that's exactly why we wanted to get a deer in velvet. Two yeah. reasons: yeah. we want a velvet deer, and none of us are exactly the smartest people out there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. determine that after. Yeah, the way they wrote, I said to Tyler, 87 degrees. What is wrong with us? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, because. If it was like that in Pennsylvania, there was an October day that was 87 degrees, I would not be going in the woods. Absolutely not. the first weekend of October, I'd be like, oh, no. I, I had to buy lighter camo yeah. for this trip because I didn't even have anything yeah. for 87 degrees. Andrew said several times last night what you will do just to get a deer. It's, it's absolutely up. true. Yep. So we did that. Um, we all came to do the recovery together. That was and cool. I enjoy spending doing all that together. You guys walk me through. Yeah. Was, <laughs> well, honestly, I, I think the whole part of it. <laughs> I've seen two deer this whole trip, and I've had a blast. You I don't. Know, I don't remember what kind of broadhead you shoot, but it went through both shoulders. It was a pass through through both shoulders and was bleeding out both sides. It was a nice blood trail. G5 Montec. Yeah. I've always shot Rage, the like original OG Rage with the yeah the uh, rubber band collars. Mm. And I was hesitant with my short draw and my low poundage. Like, if I need to, I want to be able to punch a shoulder blade or shoot him in the chest if I have to. Because of I figured that these shooting lanes would be close, tight. What you got is what you got. You got to send mm -hmm. one if it's ethical. So I picked those up and I shot them, I think, three arrows before we came. And I knew I was shooting. They were shooting. They weren't flying perfect. It's a little low at 20. Well, I can, I can deal with that. Yeah, I, I didn't have the, the opening I'm used to with Rage. Yeah. Like that buck we, I got last year, he was dumping. Yeah, it just sliced up. I mean, I think that's the difference, but if that was a Rage, it never would have been a pass deer, I don't think. I don't know. Yeah, I don't think yeah. so. I mean, I think it would, because you went through both shoulders. Yeah. I and mean, it, it plugged that far into the ground and behind And you've us. said it before, and I mean, I'm in the same boat as you. We're not, and I'm shooting 70 pounds, you're shooting a little less, 60, and your draw length's a little less. You know, I mean, you're still, you're flying obviously fast enough to kill a deer, but to go through both shoulders like that, you don't anticipate that, you know, I mean, so that was impressive, especially at 32 yards of drive through there, and as soon as you showed me that arrow, I think I told Tyler, I'm like, oh, this thing is done. I mean, you yeah. see that bright red blood, yep. and, Evan and, and I, some of those little spots along some of those leaves, up some bubbles in it, uh -huh. and, and, and when we looked at his, I opened his wound up. There was blood. There was bubbles out of that too. So, yeah. clipped clipped along, I think. And yeah. It was right dead center shoulder. I I don't know. And that's the first I've ever shot at a deer. My first buck was at like seven yards. My buck last year was at 26, mm -hmm. and that one was at 32. Yeah. So, when you and Jim went into the woods, Evan and I were kind of out in the field farting around, and I was seeing little drops here and there you know and I was like he's not told I remember telling Evan he's not really bleeding and then Jimmy clapped and we're like is that good should we come in so we kind of just started easing our way in behind you and then I told Evan I was like this thing is dumping blood now I was looking I was at the right side impressed. he was watching the left side and that was the cool part that it both sides with that yeah, yeah I mean they, it was coming out like was, it was he and pumping. I think where it didn't look like where it was much because you didn't have the size hole. But mm -hmm. it was doing the damage that it needed to inside. He so. did bed down once and he died 15 feet from it. Yeah. yeah. Kind of rolled and he got his back, legs up. 
Yeah, probably it's like the bed down when you drop it, when you all of a sudden started tanging your stuff off, probably made him get up again. And that very well could be. Yeah, hurry up, yeah. went in there and got down, and then tinged that and thought something was wrong again. And could be. As soon as he tried to get back up, that was all His the energy he had left. Yeah. yeah, and he was just full of blood. Yeah. So, I mean, it was definitely neat. It was one of those perfect blood-painted arrows. Jim, you know. on the way in, I'm watching, looking, looking, I'm squat. Where are you, buddy? Come on. He, I thought you were dead. He's like, I already saw him. That's what you keep looking for him. And then I'm looking, I'm like, going over there, he's like, he's like, go right, duck through there. Like, yes! And there he was. I heard clapping, but at first, I was getting eaten alive by so many bugs, I'm clapping out the thing too, oh. trying to kill it. So I'm like, are we all just clapping for bugs, or what are we doing here? But, um, yeah, so came in, I mean, it was back there a little bit, not anything 60 too crazy. 60 yards off the field edge, 70? Yeah, I mean, yeah. it was thick there was some pucker brush it seemed and further because of how thick it was maybe yeah and while he was taking care of the deer us pennsylvania boys are like well how are we going to preserve this velvet how are we going to drag it out without yeah scraping the velvet off and so we just broke a limb and Carried him out like Ace Ventura. Got carried by the villagers. When <laughs> <laughs> nature the calls, it tied the hoofs up and the drag rope. Just kind of supported his head. Yeah. yeah. Did a quick field dress in there, and uh, thought Tyler was gonna lose his lunch. <laughs> oh my God! Don't ever do that again. I was trying to make it so you would do it for me. <laughs> and I, think I were, definitely you, wasn't doing it after that. He was bloated up a little bit already, wasn't he? He was. He's eating. His belly that's oh, what man. Yeah, he was. He, he, was, he, was yeah. he was feeding that entire time, never hardly looked up. Yeah. Yeah, he definitely was gonna be Got him out and I think we each inhaled about three bugs apiece. I think I felt its legs crawling up my throat for a while. <laughs> I just thought like I'm gonna gym tick over and I started dry even. Leaving the campground that first <laughs> afternoon. And you know what? I hadn't had too, too many of bugs too bad. You know, we were out of dark. It hasn't seen, been bad. But last night, those bugs were just crazy. I mean, my arm is just chewed up alive. I don't know if it's chiggers or what it is. I mean, I it was bad, but we've been checking for ticks. I just, everything else has been eating me instead. I had more bites on me than I don't know what to do with. But, yeah. You we, learned that about the trip. Bugs will carry you away if you get into some bugs. Yeah. Taut. Yeah. And we did not plan... I didn't. What do we do if we have one get a buck down with velvet? Yeah, and that was kind of the thing. Like, we had thought about it, but then all of a sudden when it came last night, it was like, okay, now what? Because we're used to <laughs> Pennsylvania not needing, we don't have to worry about it, you know? The horn's there. It's good bone. And we wanted to keep the velvet, and so trying to figure out what to do. Well, we found there's a place that has 24-hour cooler access, um, like a taxidermy meat processor, all that. So they were able to run over and, and get the deer there, keep it cooled down, give us bought us some time to see what was going on. Yeah, that was pretty slick. That yeah, that's that's awesome. Yeah, got a, got a guy would just leave his coolers open 24 hours a day. Just for yeah, I definitely I think we need to do a review, you know, type a review and a couple of us throw a couple five stars out because he doesn't yeah. have to do that. You know, you could say hey, it's here or nothing, you know, mm -hmm. but pretty much it's here it is just you know, 25 bucks a day or something you could I mean you could charge for that yeah just, but just, just kind of leaving it open and hoping that for i guess the good of the hunters and the fact that's what i was a little bit worried about i mean someone can drive up there and just grab your deer yeah as far as i'm concerned his outfit even regardless of having the the cooler access there 
to throw your deer in. He, he's worth a five star because he partakes in the hunters for the hungry thing. He does. I, I mm -hmm. think that is a very noble thing, and that's a five star in my book anyway. And, and that's one of the things we looked at. Um, we all have multiple tags in PA, um, and that's where I think most of us are doing it. I mean, for myself alone, I've got three tags. Mm -hmm. um, my wife has three tags. I've got plenty of meat that way, and I would eat meat if I had more meat. Um, and I didn't worry about it because you have to hit a deer and kill a deer to have that. I didn't have to worry about that. Um, but th this guy partakes in Hunters for Hungry, and you're able to donate uh, the meat to those less fortunate or hungry in that area. Um, and I think that's what you did with yours or doing with yours. That's what we're in. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so. I don't want to say it. Not only do you have that high of getting the kill and the adrenaline through it, but to know that there might be someone either a that gets to enjoy venison for the first time yeah. because we've been eating a ton of it we've had deer hot dogs deer mm -hmm. kielbasa deer tacos last night yeah. you know finishing up stuff from last year but we like eating it you know it's good and, and as much as we thought like we'd love to cut those tenderloins out and cook them on the fire tonight or the chops that might be what makes someone else decide i want to and then maybe they'll get in the woods and they get a, a kid into bow hunting yeah yep. and there's so many programs starting to come around now that teaching kids how to hunt, giving some of the stuff that way, and even adults, you know, the field to fork programs and stuff like that that really get into it, it could create it the same way that we like being out here. You know, and what, what better here. year than this year when yeah. kids aren't going to school? Yeah. Sometimes that's their only meal. Yeah. Yeah. You know? So I hadn't really have a deer. I hadn't really said anything about it, but I thought about this when Evan told me that they did that program. You know, the state has that program and stuff down here, and, you know, we're all fortunate. We all work in public safety to some degree. With yeah. everything that's going on in the world, we're not getting laid off. We're not out of job worrying about how we're going to feed, you know, ourselves, family, in your case, you know. Yeah. We don't have to worry about that. So, especially like Jim said this year, to me, I would rather help or, or give it to a program that I know is going to help somebody that is out of a job. Mom and dad aren't working, they got laid off, whatever, you know, illness, stuff like that. that to me, that's Uneven. a lot better. We took off work to come down here. We spent money on tags and everything else to come down here. I mean, we are very fortunate for what we did. I've been spending time with buddies, drinking some beers, having some mm -hmm. food, hunting in a stand. Maybe other people don't get to do that, you know, yep. and, and to not even worry about what I have to eat that people do, yeah, this might help one family for a day or a week or whatever it's kind of a cool thing i'll take it yeah you know um and so what happened the processor takes care of it he partakes in it the guy with that cooler the state pays i, I think there's That's something like that you know the state pays for the processing and yeah and so he's going to handle all that so not only does he let people use his cooler but he's going to do that and get it taken care of uh you're going to get the the skull plate off and uh you know get that velvet preserved and uh, yeah, I mean, the fact we've seen deer has been a success. Not even that. Come came down here and had a good time has been a success for, yeah. in my book. Mm -hmm. But the fact that we've seen deer, been on deer, got a deer, some guys from Pennsylvania that really had no thought of ever hunting out of state like this a few weeks ago, at least myself. You know, I, when this year started and I said I wanted to do it, it was a pipe dream of just, I had a vacation day and mm -hmm. sure, you know, like I'll come down and do that and sleep in a tent. And from being down here and everything that's happened, 
it's been pretty sweet. And when I was coming down, this is before all the COVID stuff hit and everything else. I didn't even know if this trip was going to come to fruition. Yeah, yeah. So it's been it's been cool. It's been pretty sweet um, that we've been able to do this. Uh, I know I've been thrilled, and we still got you know two days left of hunting. So yeah. hope we can get on some deer tonight. Yeah, uh, that was the thing when we were pulling out last night. Um, <laughs> Tyler and I. Our jaws about dropped. We saw a big one that we're, I would honestly say he's 140. Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't. I couldn't tell if he had velvet on or not, but just size, he was big. And it has me wanting to chase that a little bit. We know it's in there, and there was another buck with it, so there's at least something else there. If, um, if you hunt with me and we see him, you just keep your bow on the tree. We're not going to screw this one up. You just, I think I'll, I'll take care be, of the problem. I think there's going to be some more spacing out tonight. <laughs> I think Andrew might get on the camera, do a little stuff for Tool City Outdoors and follow someone around, get some interviews going on and uh, get some good footage. That's been the other hard part. Because we're taking so much stuff in and getting there, I, I've not taken as much film stuff as I normally do. I mean, you almost really need someone else to film with you yeah. if you're doing this mobile hunting back in there. Yeah. It's just too much. That first day, my shoulders were killing me. By the time I put that camera arm on, had two or three different cameras in there, plus the stuff I needed, plus my stand. By the time I came out, I'm like, I was... I was hurting last night. Yeah, I was a hurting puppy. Um, Don't leave your GoPro in a tree. Yeah. Yeah, that yeah. was what night then one. Then I'm going to go get one. it. Yeah, left that in the tree. We get in the uh, truck and Andrew's like, I left the GoPro in the tree. I'm like, are you kidding me? So we've left the GoPro in the tree. We had a camper we thought we broke. Don't take your wallet in the woods. If yeah. You, if you do, make sure it's in a zipped up pocket. If anyone finds a wallet in northern Kentucky, please return it to <laughs> Tool City Outdoors. We'll send you the address. <laughs> if it says James Aldridge, we will claim it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so things have tried to not go right and we still managed to come out happy, successful, um, so it, it's been a good time. So I think maybe we're going to, you're going to what, go finish the paperwork for Field to Fork, or uh, Hunters for the Hungry? Yeah. Maybe get a little lunch going in. Yeah. Eat first and then go do that? I don't know, I'm, I'm hoping we get some of that delicious, That's 20 minutes away. fresh Jim, bluegill. Jim Aldridge fish yeah, taco special. That's what we're hoping for. Mm -hmm. And then, Straight uh, out the lake be about sleeping in the tree stand by six o'clock hoping that buck comes out but we'll keep you filled in for the rest of the day we've definitely got some footage we'll be putting out um until then be sure to like and subscribe to facebook instagram follow us on youtube we're on apple Podcasts. and going to be trying to get on spotify uh, here pretty soon i just haven't gone through all that um and it's tough by the time we get back i've not had time to edit i'm too tired to edit we don't really have any service here so then we'd have to go into like a McDonald's and you can't go in anywhere. Again, I don't, those dudes that do it all the time, that's, that's nuts. Um, props to them. Yep, props mm -hmm. to them. Man. Everything, yeah. you have, you work for everything here. We have. Just to get into the campground, you climb a mountain. Yeah. 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 It'll be fun towing the trailer down Cooking there. in the dark and yeah. everything is, you don't know anybody, nobody Having answers their phone in Kentucky. <laughs> <laughs> Having yeah. to sleep next to Tyler, that's been a challenge. <laughs> Yeah, always. Tyler wants the AC on high. I'm in the back freezing. Okay. Well, I got the blazing thousand suns at the front end, man, sweating at midnight. Open your blinds Hot. at night. We pre-insulated for Kentucky or for Pennsylvania archery, not Kentucky archery. So yeah. we're a little hot right now. Plus, little, we're grossly overweight. Well, so that doesn't kinda, help. That's kind of what I was talking <laughs> oh, okay, about. I was yeah. trying to sound nicer. Yeah. I, I 
Spades is spade, man. Yeah. But anyways, uh, thank you guys for listening again to the first Dubo Hunter podcast. Leave a review, uh, preferably five stars, but, you know, <laughs> I, I won't threaten you if you don't. Um, other than that, thank you for anyone that turns into Tool City Outdoors. And be safe, and remember to always be first, too. Thank you, guys.